0: Hello listeners, we are excited to bring you another uplifting podcast from Central Baptist Church. Led by the dynamic Pastor Adam Burton, Central Baptist is committed to spreading the love and message of Christ throughout their community and beyond. Pastor Adam will be sharing an inspiring message titled, Flourishing Where God Plants. That's right, friends, we're talking about how Christians can embrace their current situation and trust in God's plan for their lives. Whether you're facing difficulties or experiencing blessings, no matter where you are right now. This message is for you. Pastor Adam will encourage us to be open to God's leading, grow where we are planted, and trust that God has a purpose for everything we face. It's a timely and powerful message that we can all benefit from hearing. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and get ready to be inspired. Central Baptist Church's podcast releases weekly on all major podcast platforms, so don't miss this incredible opportunity to connect with the faith community in Maysville and beyond. Stay tuned and enjoy the show.
1: Well, the sun was shining bright, and the garden was in full bloom. As the gardener walked through the different rows of plants, she, she noticed a particular flower that, that stood out from the rest. Uh, despite being surrounded by, by bigger, more vibrant flowers, this little bloom was holding its own. The gardener marveled at the sight and realized that this flower was a perfect illustration of, of how we should live our lives. Just like this little bloom, right? we too are called to flourish where God has planted us, no matter how or in, small or insignificant we may feel. The gardener shared this revelation with her, her friend who was, was feeling discouraged in her current job. She encouraged this friend to bloom where she was planted, to embrace her current situation and to trust that God has a purpose for her there. But as they continued to to walk, they came across another plant that was struggling to survive in its current location. The gardener knew that, that this plant needed to be transplanted in order to survive because sometimes God calls us to leave our current situation, to take a leap of faith and to trust that he has something better in store for us. So the gardener urged her friend to be open to God's leading, to be willing to take risks and to step out in faith. But the gardener also recognized that regardless of where God has planted us, that we are to grow, to be like him, Just like flowers in in her garden, we are all unique and have different needs, right? Some of us require more sunlight, while others need more shade. But with the right care and attention, each flower can grow and flourish in its own way. And in the same way, God has placed us where we are for a reason, because we, each of us, have our own unique calling and purpose, and it's up to us to discover what that is and to embrace it. Whether, whether we are to bloom where we are planted or transplant where God leads us, we grow wherever we are. And we can trust that God is with us every step of the way, and he is guiding us and helping us to flourish in his perfect plan. Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, we read, And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed, and out of the ground of the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight, and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil." From the very beginning of time, God created a beautiful and a purposeful environment for us to thrive in. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in a garden where every tree is not only pleasing to the eye, but is also delicious? God intentionally designed this garden for us to dwell and flourish according to his perfect plan. But it's important to note that God didn't just create a garden for practical purposes. Oh no, He also desires for us to enjoy the blessing of His provision. He generously gave us everything that we need to live and to thrive in this world including the gift of eternal life that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. The presence of the tree of life in the garden is a beautiful reminder of this truth. However, though we Must also acknowledge the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which represents the temptation and sin that entered the world through sin and disobedience. We must make wise choices in alignment with God's will to avoid falling into the same trap that Adam and Eve did. The title of today's message is Flourishing Where God Plants. In your bulletin on the back page, you can find an outline to help you to follow along this morning. But what does it mean to live a flourishing life? Just like a flower planted in a garden, God has intentionally placed each of us in a specific place for a specific purpose. So as we consider how to thrive in God's garden, our first point this morning is learning to bloom where we are planted. Bloom where you are planted. Psalm 1, verse 3 says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its seasons, and its leaf does not wither. In all that He does, He prospers. Now, this verse paints a a beautiful picture of what it means to live a godly life. And he uses the metaphor of a tree planted by streams of water to describe the kind of person who is firmly rooted in God's word and bears fruit in due season. First, this, this verse emphasizes the importance of being deeply rooted in the word of God. You see, just as a tree needs strong roots to draw sustenance from the soil, we need to be rooted in God's Word to draw spiritual nourishment. So by by meditating on God's Word and making it a priority in our lives, oh, we can thrive like a tree planted by streams of water. Secondly, This verse reminds us that as followers of Christ, we are called to produce good fruit in our lives. The fruit that we bear, the fruits of the Spirit, such as love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and there's one more, any self-control. See, when we bear fruit, we glorify God and we bless others. But thirdly, this verse encourages us to trust in God's timing. See, just as a tree yields fruit in its season, we too must wait patiently for God's timing in our lives. You know, we may not always see the fruit of our labor immediately, but when we trust in God's timing, we can be confident that our efforts will bear fruit in due time. Lastly, this verse assures us of God's blessing in our lives when we walk in obedience with Him. When we seek to honor God in everything that we do, He promises to prosper us. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that we will be materially wealthy or successful in the world's eyes. But rather, we will experience true and lasting prosperity in our souls as we live in obedience to His will. Let me tell you about Patty Gasso, a remarkable woman who, who knows a thing or two about blooming where she was planted. Back in 1994, she took on the role of softball coach at the University of Oklahoma. Now, we all know that Sooners are a sports powerhouse, especially when it comes to football, <laughs> But when it comes to softball, things weren't always so rosy. While 80,000 fans would flock to Oklahoma Memorial Stadium to watch football on Saturdays, the Sooners softball team had to make do with playing their games at a local community park. Patty didn't grow up a Christian. But she came to faith in Christ a couple of years before taking on the coaching role and thanks to her husband's influence. Now she grew in her faith, she realized that she couldn't keep it to herself, but she also struggled how to, to live it out. I mean, after all, how could a public school softball coach navigate the tricky waters of, of church and state? But she wasn't about to give up. So she decided to host a, a team Bible study in her home with, with her pastor's wife leading it. And, and she was thrilled that a few players would show up. And, and it seemed like things were going well. But unfortunately, oh, she soon received some terrible news. A couple of softball players went to the school administration, claiming that the coach was playing favorites with the players who attended her Bible study. Patty was heartbroken because that was never her intention. Oh, she was ready to to pack up her bags and, and leave Oklahoma. Out of fear, she shut down the Bible study and she began to keep her faith to herself. But here's the thing. God had other plans for her. Despite the setbacks, Patty persisted and she continued to seek God's guidance. And you know what? He didn't let her down. But instead of of seeing those players as enemies, she remembered that Satan often opposes believers who share their faith. Patty knew that she couldn't let Satan win, so she found another way to connect her players with spiritual resources. She turned to FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Women's Director, to help to care for the spiritual needs of the team as their chaplain. Patty realized that That her role as a coach, though, was not just to win games, but to open the door for God to work in her players' lives. Over the years, Patty's faith has remained at the forefront of her coaching philosophy. She's led the Sooners to 15 college World Series appearances and six national championships, including back-to-back titles in the last two seasons. While recruiting has changed, with the top players now eager to play for a winning program, Patty notes that some players also come for the faith factor. She's proud to see some of the best softball players in the country boldly living out their faith, all because of God's orchestration. God planted Patty in Norman, Oklahoma almost 30 years ago. And she's been growing in her faith ever since. And her example has inspired dozens of young women to boldly live for Christ where they are planted, wherever that may be. Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says this. He says that you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may do your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So where do you think God has planted you to live for Him? Are you growing and thriving in the garden that God has planted you in? Or are you hiding your light under a basket so that you won't face any opposition. Let me tell you something. Just like what happened with Patty Gassel, Satan will work to keep your light hidden, but don't give him the satisfaction of winning. You know, sometimes we're, we're called to confront the devil head on with God's power, of course. But other times... We need to be creative in how we let our light shine. Just like Coach Gasso, who faced opposition when she tried to share her faith with her softball team, we need to find new and innovative ways to spread the light of Christ. But no matter how we choose to do it, we must know that God will bless our faithfulness. How do we let our light shine before others? But let us be unapologetic about our faith. Just like a lamp is, is, is meant to be placed on a stand and not hidden under a basket, we should not be ashamed to let our faith be seen by others. We can do this by living a life that reflects the love of Christ in all that we do, and even in the little things. When we choose to love and serve others selflessly, We reflect the light of Christ to those that are around us. Another way that we can let our light shine is by being a source of hope and encouragement to those that are around us. we live in a world that can often be dark and discouraging, we can choose to be a beacon of hope by sharing our faith and speaking life into those that are struggling. But we can often offer a listening ear or a helping hand, or a kind word to those that are hurting. Oh, let us not. Let us not be afraid to let our light shine before others. Just like a city on a hill cannot be hidden, our faith is meant to be seen by all of those around us. By boldly living out our faith and being a source of hope and encouragement, we can make a difference in the lives of those around us, and we bring glory to God. But sometimes in order to truly thrive and grow, we may need to follow God's call to new and unfamiliar places. That brings us to our next point. Transplant where God leads. Transplant where God leads. Genesis chapter 12 It reads, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to land, to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. So that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went. As the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. In these verses, we can gain some powerful insights that can help us to understand God's plan for our lives. First off, we see how God's sovereignty is on full display here. Despite Abram's background, his circumstances, God chose him to play a critical role in his plan of salvation. This shows us that God's grace is not limited by our qualifications or our abilities. No, he chooses whom he wills. And his plan is always perfect. Secondly, we see how Abram's faith was essential in responding to God's call. It wasn't easy for him to leave his homeland and everything that he knew to follow God's leading. But he did it anyway, trusting in God's promises. Oh, this is a great example of how faith is a vital aspect of the Christian life. We need to trust in God's promises and step out in faith, even when it's risky and requires sacrifice. Thirdly, we see how God's blessings are intended to be shared with others and used for his purposes. God promised to, make, to bless Abram, to make his name great. But it wasn't for Abram's personal gain. Oh no, instead it was so that Abram could be a blessing to others. It's a powerful reminder that God's blessings are not just for us to enjoy but they're meant to be shared with others and and used for His purposes. Finally, we see how this passage foreshadows the coming of Christ and the salvation of all humanity through Him. God promised that through Abram, all the families would be blessed. This was ultimately fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ, whom through His death and resurrection made salvation available to all. All who believe. It's amazing to see how God's plan has been unfolding throughout history and how we can play a part of it today. You know, Alaska is a place of contrast. It boasts of some of the most breathtaking natural scenery in the world. Yet, it's also notorious for its unforgiving environment. And it's not just the weather that can be harsh. The spiritual climate can be challenging too. The Southern Baptist Convention has made impressive strides in church planting across North America. Over the past decade, they've started an incredible 8,000 new churches. But as the saying goes, one step forward and two steps back. Shockingly, Southern Baptist Convention loses about 1,000 churches a year. And in Alaska, the situation is particularly dire. 30% of Southern Baptist Alaskan churches have closed their doors in just the past six years. One such church on the brink of closure was Muldoon Road Baptist Church in Anchorage. Once a thriving congregation, as recent as the 1980s and 90s, the church was on life support. Russ Mabry, the youngest deacon, at 83 years old, was doing his best to care for the church's remaining 20 or so members. But with an aging building, the church was struggling to keep the lights on, let alone pay for a a pastor. Meanwhile, God was calling Philip and Andy Coleman to leave their home in Kentucky and start a new church in Anchorage. True North Church began with just a handful of people, but through God's blessing, it grew to over 200 in weekly attendance. In God's perfect timing, He connected Deacon Mabry and Pastor Philip, and the two churches joined forces to create and continue the legacy of faith in Anchorage. And this was a remarkable moment. Molden Road and True North coming together to serve the Lord in one accord. It's a story of God's grace and provision, and a reminder that He is always at work, even in the harshest of environments. God is always at work. Sometimes God tells us to, to weather the storm, as with Coach Gasso in Oklahoma. And other times he tells us we need to leave our home, maybe move to our own Anchorage, Alaska. For when that, we love the overcoming adversity stories, like what took place in Oklahoma. But yet yeah, we often feel sorry for churches like Molden Road or wonder why God would choose to, to grow a new church like True North and let an established church like Molden Road dwindle. be honest, I, I don't know the answer. But I do know this, that God is always at work. That's why we must trust Him no matter what we face, for He sees what we cannot see. Abraham was 75 years old when God told him to leave his home. God didn't even tell him where he was to go. He just said, trust me and I'll show you the way. Matthew chapter 17, we see a man coming to Jesus asking for his his son to be healed from a demonic possession. And Jesus rebukes the demon and heals the boy, demonstrating his power and authority over evil. But when his disciples ask him why they were unable to heal the boy... What does Jesus say? He tells them that it was because of their little faith. He goes on to say that if they have faith like a mustard seed, oh, they can move mountains. The mustard seed imagery is powerful because it shows us that even the tiniest bit of faith can have a big impact. Just as a mustard seed, one of the smallest seeds, but it grows into a large tree. Our Faith, no matter how small, can grow and produce great results. Jesus is encouraging his disciples and us to have faith in God's power and to trust in his ability to do great things through us. Even when faced with seemingly impossible situations, we can have faith like a mustard seed and trust that God will come through for us. Now that we understand how the power of faith and, and how it can have an impact on our lives, we can move on to the final point of the message. That is to grow wherever you are. Grow wherever you are. First Corinthians chapter three, verse one, one through nine, we read these words. Uh, Apollos watered. I think I skipped the verse there but, but God gave the growth so neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything but only God who gives the growth he who plants and he who is another I follow Apollos are you not merely human? what then? yeah there it is What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted waters. Waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. An explanation of all of these verses here, Um, Paul compares the process of growing in faith to the process of planting and watering a garden. And he says that that he planted the seed of faith in the Corinthians and another person named Apollos watered it, but ultimately it was God who brought the growth. Now this imagery here shows that our faith journey is not a solo effort, but it involves the work of others and the guidance of God. Just like a garden needs the right amount of water and care to grow, our faith needs nurturing and attention to thrive. But it's also important to remember that God will grow us where we are planted. We don't always need to move to a new place or a situation to to grow in our faith. Instead, we can trust that God has us where we are for a reason and that he will provide the necessary resources and guidance to help us grow. Of course, there may be times when God leads us to new places or opportunities for growth. And in those times, we can trust that He will go with us and that He will continue to nurture us as we follow His lead. So let us be like a well-tended garden, open to the care and guidance of others and willing to trust in God's provision for our growth whether that's in our current situation or by following him elsewhere. Imagine that beautiful garden full of vibrant colors, sweet fragrances, and an abundance of life. That's what God originally created when he made the Garden of Eden. It was a perfect world without any flaws or imperfections. But oh, we all know that the world we now live in is far from perfect. Oh, it's filled with sin and brokenness and pain. But thankfully, God didn't leave us in this broken state. No, He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross and save us from our sins. See, it's through Jesus. God is in the process of restoring His creation back to its perfected state. But here's the thing. The only way we can enjoy God's perfect garden is by putting our trust in Christ alone. So will you take that step of faith and trust in Jesus to save you from your sins? Friends, as we prepare to pray, close our service, I want to take just a moment to ask you a few questions. How has God been speaking to you today through His Word and through the Holy Spirit? Is He calling you to take a step of faith? Maybe He's prompting you to to trust Jesus and accept Him as your Savior and Lord. If that's you, we have a way to Do you to let us know in your bulletin, in that connection card I referenced earlier, is a a section that says, my decision today. If you want to be saved, just check that box right there. I want to be saved. Perhaps God's calling you to get baptized or to, to join our church family officially. Check those boxes as well. But remember, God may be speaking to you in different ways. So let's listen to his voice. Be willing to step out in faith and he will be with you every single step of the way just like he was with Abraham. After we pray together, we're gonna sing a a beautiful song of invitation. And If you feel moved by the Holy Spirit to respond to God's calling, I'm gonna be standing down here in front. I'll be there to welcome you with open arms. Don't be shy or hesitant. Come forward. Let's talk about how God is working in your life. Remember, we are all on this journey together. And it's my privilege to walk it alongside of you. Would you pray with me?
0: And that concludes this week's sermon from Central Baptist Church in Maysville, Kentucky. We hope you enjoyed Pastor Adam Berg's insightful sermon on flourishing where God plants. Remember to be open to God's leading, grow where we are planted, and trust that God has a purpose for everything we face. If you missed any part of this sermon or want to listen to it again, head over to our website at cbcmaysville.com. You can also find other powerful sermons from Pastor Adam and stay connected with Central Baptist Church. Thank you for checking out our podcast, and we look forward to bringing you more inspiring content from Central Baptist Church next week. Until then, have a blessed day,